Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. KWTX at four starts now. Thanks for joining us. I'm Justin Early here with Megan Boyd and meteorologist Camille Hawksworth. We know it is dangerously hot, and we'll talk more about that in a little bit. First, though, let's jump into our daily four. And if you're planning your summer vacation and a cruise as an option for you, the CDC wants you to know there's been a massive uptick in outbreaks of the stomach bug norovirus on cruise ships. There have been 13 gastrointestinal outbreaks so far this year, and they are all they're all norovirus. Now, last year, there were just four altogether for the whole year. Now, we all know the cruise industry struggled during the pandemic. In fact, there were zero gastro outbreaks in 2020 when the industry was basically shut down. But this is even more than outbreaks in a typical year. So for all of 2019, there were just 10. We're halfway through this year and we have 13 already. And it's possible cruise ships are just packed because people had to reschedule and rebook and then they had all those great deals to book so they could just be uh, more exposed to each other. Have you ever been on a ship when someone's been sick and quarantined or when you had to do that yourself? No, have you? Uh, I've not seen that, but I've been on a cruise ship and you can just see how something would yeah. spread amongst all the people. Like sure. the corridors are small, you're passing by them, mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. I mean, it's a lot of people. Yeah, space. the CDC says it doesn't take much at all to get that from one person to another. One little particle or two could do it for you. But there are tips on how to actually stay healthy if you go. So the CDC says to avoid getting sick on a cruise ship, you want to wash your hands constantly, constantly. Keep good rest to uh, help your immune system and then also drink plenty of water for rehydration and to prevent dehydration. And if you see somebody actually get sick with vomiting or diarrhea in a pool or wherever, oh. leave the area as you probably would anyway, but then <laughs> Report it to crew staff right. immediately so they know. Now to number two in our daily four. Well, if the thought of being cramped on a cruise with a virus is troubling, maybe you just need a bigger boat. <laughs> How about setting sail in style? The world's biggest cruise ship is set to debut early next year. Royal Caribbean International's Icon of the Seas is making a big splash. It was built in Finland, recently started to open sea tests. It weighs around 250,000 tons. Icon of the Seas boasts that the largest cruise ship water park is on board. They've got over 40 ways to dine, seven pools, <laughs> 20 decks, 
and even more amenities. So it's a family-friendly boat, yeah. Royal Caribbean uh, International's first ship that is powered by clean oh, energy. Bonus, so, yeah. massive, so it can be done. I mean, a beautiful big ship like that can be powered by clean powered energy. By that's clean that's energy. not a big ship, that's see. a big island. That's <laughs> a good point. Yeah, it's, it's massive. It looks like it could kind of, it's like a floating city, right. essentially. Some of these are, but that one's really, really big. But Seven pools. I feel like I would give that a shot, maybe, with that yeah. much space, if it's not Totally I was going to say, I feel like it's going to be It's going to be really pricey. Yeah. I don't know. you got to wait till 2024. That's, that's what you right. said? That's okay. when it'll we'll be available. I feel like that's around the corner, but still yeah. a little ways True. off. Yeah. <laughs> well, now to number three in our daily four. And is there any truth to the viral videos making their way around social media claiming we're about to experience an internet apocalypse? Internet apocalypse by a solar storm. You've heard of solar flares. You know, if you've even heard of a coronal mass injection before, and probably because of degrees of science, we, which we've <laughs> talked about this. Well, the, this video originated from a 2021 paper from a California researcher that described the impact the solar storm can have, including a potentially large-scale internet outage covering the globe lasting for months. The paper says this activity could create magnetically induced currents that at significant strengths could potentially enter and damage long distance cables that constitute the backbone of the internet. There could also be naturally satellite damage or interference. Now the truth to this is, the sun's about three and a half years into an 11 year cycle of activity, which they've been monitoring for a very long time. Uh, and it's expected to peak in 2025. The little concern is that scientists have noticed an uptick. Uh, it's ramping up quicker than they expected it to, so we may hit that earlier, and it might be a little stronger. But on the grand, in the grand scheme of things, this should be a relatively weak cycle, even at, at, at its peak. And the major storm, you may know about this, happened in 1859. Yeah, you yeah about this? we okay. had a, yeah, an episode of Degrees of Science on this. So mm -hmm. we should refer folks back to that. You can watch it online on the Degrees of Science page. Uh, but those only happen, those really big ones, of every 500 years or so, they say. But this one, even 1859, we didn't have what we have now, but they had telegraph lines. Those were catching fire. Yes. They were shocking telegraph operators, and even when they turned off the telegraph lines, the currents still carried messages because of the intensity uh, of what was going on. It's, it's crazy. I, I don't know. I'm not a doomsday prepper, but mm -hmm. I do have a generator because <laughs> yeah. I know solar flares, they do, yeah. they interfere with what Those we've problems, got going right. on um, and definitely have seen little, little spurts of solar flare activity and so we're awaiting that next one yeah i mean think about Scary the now. impact to our society <laughs> at large if that were to happen and, right and i mean it's an gonna happen at some point what if we imagine a day with no internet i'm waiting the day i'm but waiting even, for it even a day <laughs> right for i mean we're talking about your medical care could be held up and that's true that's true everything is linked you know it's all linked. and even like traffic lights and yeah, things like exactly. that like every, electric cars and everything do those run on the internet i don't know <laughs> I, cars, it's a they great look, question all your cars like they have a little internet computer See? chips in there mm -hmm. we would not be in a good place i know i feel like we have become more too reliant on technology we, there true. should be a little bit of a backup plan for us all i think it's not <laughs> a bad idea just to be on the safe side now number four in our daily four Yes, well, the hot weather outside may have some people saying bottoms up with an ice cold <laughs> beer, uh, but what if that beer could be for free? What All do you right. guys think about that? Okay. <laughs> free beer? Okay, well, almost free, not totally free, but for the 4th of July holiday weekend, Bud Light is offering a rebate of up to $15 on a 15-pack of Budweiser, Bud Light, Budweiser Select, or Budweiser Select 55. That amount could practically lead up to free beer in areas where a 15-pack sells for $15 or less. Uh, I did a quick little online check at a few local stores, and a 15-pack is about $19 here. 
The offer is good on purchases made between June 15th, so already past that, and through July 8th, so we still got some days to look forward to the, the rebate. It comes as a brand new... Uh, What's the Yes, the band is battling. Yeah. the brand's battling this boycott, right? Yes, a boycott. Yes, absolutely, of declining sales from Bud Light uh, after it partnered with a transgender influencer. So I think they're trying to just kind of get the sales back up. Yeah, so and get some more folks. They're saying if you buy a 15 pack of beer in this time frame that costs more than fifteen dollars, you'll get your money back down to fifteen dollars. So if it's nineteen here, yeah, you get your fifteen dollars. So, so you're spending four bucks. Four bucks for, for a fifteen pack. pack. I see. Yeah. Yeah. That's not bad. Yeah. I can't for the 4th of July holiday? Yeah? I can't drink beer. I'm a fitness model on the side, you guys. <laughs> you know I can't drink beer. I'm not a Just light kidding. beer or like, yeah, no. The, the dark ones do taste pretty good, like those good dark beers. But, but you're, yeah, yeah, but you love a good deal, right? Okay. Now, listen, I do love <laughs> a good deal. I'll drink anything for a deal. <laughs> <laughs> See, yeah, I think you just sold me. Just sold me. So now you're going to go get the 15 pack. Oh <laughs> give it away to somebody. You know? There you go. Oh, yeah. For $4, yeah. you can $4. give away 15 beers. To those 21 and older. So Gift that keeps on giving. During the internet apocalypse, just throw a few back and you won't remember what That's happened. Right. All right, well, coming up, we're going to take you back to Rydell High School in the yes. 1950s. I love this. I'll tell you how you can get your ticket to the Waco Children's Theater production of Grease when we come back. Stay with us. The Pink Ladies, the T-Birds, and good old Rydell High School. Of course, you know I'm talking about the musical Grease. And the kids from the Waco Children's Theater are gearing up for five performances of this fan favorite starting Friday. So joining us in the mm -hmm. studio, we have John Haskett, the artistic director for the Waco Children's mm -hmm. Theater. And we have his two leads here as well, Margaret and Ryan. Yeah. We know you can guess who they're playing. We've got uh -huh. Sandy and Danny. Sandy and Danny here in the studio <laughs> with us. You guys look amazing in your costumes. Yes. I like Thank the you. hair gel. It's, oh, it's all perfect. It's, all, it's all here. Yes. So we want to just talk to you guys first about the Waco Children um, Theater. Theater. Yeah. Just talk to us about what you guys do and. Certainly. We've been around since 1991. It's founded by my mother, Linda Haskett, who uh, wanted a place when I was growing up to do the performing arts and for kids. And there wasn't one. Other than doing a random, maybe community theater mm -hmm. show, there was nothing for us. Well, after I got out of high school, she began this in 1991. So we've been going nonstop except for a COVID year. We're known mainly for our summer camp. Yeah. We bring in lots of staff. We get in, we've had over 7,000 kids go through our program and we work them hard but we love on them we That's really sure. do a lot of these kids come from every background from uh, economic background do we buy shoes for them if they need to no kid is ever turned away and that makes us very proud and we know it's a nonprofit what do you think makes this organization so unique uh, well I really think it's the family that is created within Waco Children's. Yeah. It's an amazing community. I recently joined last year and I've already found such amazing friends yeah. that I hope I never let go of. That's so sweet. And how old are you, by the way? I am 16, 17 yes. soon. Okay. okay. Very cool. And, and uh, you? Uh, I think it's an amazing, uh, unique uh, program because, uh, like she said, the bonds you get, but also to shove, uh, share the love of theater and performing for an audience is right. just so fun to do it, especially with your friends. Yeah, and this is your ninth year doing this? <laughs> yes, ma'am, my ninth year. Uh, 
What brings you back? I mean, why keep going every year? I'd say, really, it's the love that these, um, these teachers and these staff that they put into the kids. Um, every year, um, it's just so much love. And it's, it's not just love for us, but it's a love for theater and a love right. for the art. And it's a love for us to grow as actors as well. So that's What's, a big thing. For sure. What's the best thing about performing in front of a live audience, do you Ooh. think? Yeah. Well, uh, personally for me, I really feel at home on the stage. Yep. It's one of my favorite places to be. And just performing for an audience yeah. makes me come alive. Yeah. I, she, she took the words right out of my <laughs> mouth. But uh, it's also performing with uh, this uh, very talented group of kids each year. It really makes, like she said, makes me feel at home. But also, it makes me excited to sh show off these other kids who are, yeah. who are also right. doing amazing, great amazing, great yeah. stuff. So just the bonds and everything. Yeah. You guys it. put a lot of hard work into this and so John we know that you brought a little bit of a teaser yes. for us today. Mm -hmm. What are we about to see? Well this is the Broadway show. People right. usually think about the John Travolta vehicle and all the songs <laughs> and make it about Travolta but there are but there are songs there for an extended cast. Mm -hmm. This is Freddie My Love. This is the character Marty. She has pen pals all over the country of guys that she thinks she's in love mm -hmm. with yeah. and uh, she sings about Freddie her love here with all her friends at a slumber party at her house. Let's all right, let's listen. see it. Yeah. Ready, my love, I miss you. It's going to be a lot of fun. You have a lot of work went into this. So um, much talent. The, the performance, location, and times. Can you give us those real quick? Certainly. It's the Lee Lockwood Library okay. and Museum on 28th and Waco Drive. It's a Masonic building with the big sphinxes yes. out front. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Cool building. And it will be Friday, Saturday, and Sunday at 2.30, mm -hmm. and as well as on Friday night and Saturday night at 7.30. Come on Excellent. out. We will entertain you. We promise. It won't be boring. <laughs> and for the, you mentioned the camp, the camp aspect of this. Tell us about the campers. Who can become a part of this program for the children. Any kid from age six, it used to be five, but we quit fighting that battle. So okay. age six <laughs> gotcha. to 18. Okay. And kids come back from us year year after year. In fact, our one of our choreographers this year started with us at age five. What? That has a UT dance degree wow. and is uh, 25 and working with That's He great. has 20 years of experience because of that. That's Wonderful. incredible. Yeah. And I'm just, you know, thinking about that clip, watching just one little snippet, you know, we see costumes.
costumes and makeup and hair and set. We know there are so many people that go into these productions behind the scenes that we never see. Just want to give you a chance to kind of boast all of their efforts and their work. Yeah, well, we all work really, really hard and we all appreciate each other very much. And uh, I would love to get a shout out, give a shout out to our lovely Mrs. Crew who mm -hmm. does okay. a lot of our Absolutely, yes. yes. Wow. She's amazing at what she does. And um, volunteer. Volunteer, they all are volunteers. And another um, big shout out to our choreographers, Tyler Sims, as he mentioned, and uh, Miss Gina. Mm -hmm. Uh, Gina Nix, she owns all that jazz dance studio and she is, they're both phenomenal. We have an astronomical amount of years of, of perform. if you add up the performing experience plus our teaching experience with our entire staff, you're going to choke when you hear this, it's 261 oh, years of wow. experience. That's crazy. Helping into these productions. Yeah, I mean, all these people, we have a couple of octogenarians, so that helps get yeah. those, those uh, numbers up. But yes, it's a lot of experience. To hammer into these kids. <laughs> Last but not least, our amazing technical director, Haley Heron. Oh, yeah. She is amazing at what she does. If y'all do come and see the show, the set looks beautiful, the props sure. look beautiful, oh, the lights. lights. She is the master of it all. Yeah, she wow. works hard. So. Yeah, well, we appreciate all of you for coming today, and we wish you the best. We say break a leg. Yes. Break Thank a leg. You. Thank you. Thank you. For that for you. <laughs> the Wakefield Children's Theater production of Grease is again the Lee Lockwood Library Museum starting this Friday. You can visit their website by scanning the QR code on your screen for tickets and information. And we're going to leave you with another teaser performance of this. This is uh, Rock and Roll Party Queen. I love the title. Let's awesome. listen. <laughs> Friday night, she's got a day. Going places, just staying up late. Drop with dimes in the record machine. Ha ha ha, rock and roll party. Oh no, oh no, and I have the cops tonight.